0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. I'm Cynthia Conte. And
1: I'm Giandra LaBeouf.
0: Giandra, Giandra, giandra So much to talk about in so little time. But uh, you're looking fly. You're looking beautiful as ever.
1: Thank you. So are you. I'm excited. I mean, everything is starting to heat up for the women. When we first started on this journey, people were like, oh, nobody wants to hear about that. Nobody
0: cares. Uh, Oh, I beg to differ. Look where we are
1: now. A year later,
0: right? Remember, you said five years later it's going to take over. So we're now down to four years. But yes. I completely agree with you. Uh, let's start off the night. Saturday night we had uh, the reigning champion uh, defending her titles, the IBF and WBO strawweight titles, Yoka Savae versus Annabelle Ortiz. As always, we're always texting back and forth, and this was an interesting fight. It mm-hmm. was in Costa Rica, in Yoka's backyard. All you hear was Yoka's fans, uh, yes. but. They put on a great fight. Annabelle Ortiz is a long, a former long reigning strawweight champion. It was a fun fight, and these are the kind of fights that we what we want and, uh, we want to see, and men love to watch. Your thoughts on that fight?
1: I too enjoyed it. Well, I from everything from the atmosphere, from the walking in, I like it. Step up the pageantry and the majesty of these women who are champions from. The, the ring walks were exciting to kind of incorporate their culture into it. The crowd was like, oh, God, oh, God. I loved how hyped they were for her. I'm uh, who I mean, I know she's a big star there, but until you get to really kind of see it, it's really, really amazing.
0: So I get it. You want the homecoming, you want the pageantry, like you said, because when you do that, you get to see their culture. And it was really a beautiful ring walk. I mean, imagine if um it was in Mexico City where Annabelle's from, you would have mm-hmm. the mariachi bands, like you would have the whole everything. But uh it was it was a fun fight. Uh we had we had thoughts. Uh, Yoka <laughs> Yoka Sabaiya. She she was basically fighting Annabelle's fight. Annabelle did not win. Annabelle was throwing um, a lot of punches. She was very, but she pressured Yoka, and Yoka was getting into that fight, into that brawl. When we know Yoka fights better with the jab, fights better mm-hmm. on, on the outside, using her one two. And we both talked about it. She's not a. I mean, don't take this. Uh, you know, this is just what we thought or I thought. She doesn't fight well on the inside, but she had so much success. Like, oh shoot, I have a jab, use it. And Annabelle was like, "Wait a minute, come back in here." But uh, it was good. What did you see about Yoka? I thought the same thing. You know,
1: a, a lot of times when fighters fight at home, there's uh, some nerves and things. The longer this fight went on, the better she fought, and she did those things like you mentioned. She went back to the fundamentals working her jab, Mm -hmm. fighting from the outside. Firefights do not suit her. And so once that kind of clicked in and what they were telling her in her corner, then she fought a better fight. I'm just not a fan of her inside game as well. I think that could be very harmful when she goes up against more skilled, more youthful Fighters in the division, but she fought well. Maybe it was a little bit nerves in the beginning, but once she got really into her game plan, she looked really, really good out there. So it was a good, gr- a really good win for her.
0: I mean, Annabelle gave her that nice little shiner under her eye is because she was fighting on the inside. Um, Yoka was clinching a lot is because you know she did not what she didn't want to get hit, but luckily she pulled off the win and uh, kudos to her. And of course, who does she call out? Who has she been calling out? Is is the undefeated champ, Sinisa Estrada. I don't. I personally don't think we're gonna get that fight anytime soon. I don't think so
1: either. Sinisa had her her injury. She had surgery. Yeah, she just had surgery. She had surgery, so she's still recovering for that. But even in that matchup, that matchup just. I just don't think that matchup suits her for just that very reason that you said. Fighting on the inside and not fighting well. I, After watching Sinisa's evolution as a fighter and the style that she fights now, I think Yoka is one body shot or one uppercut away from a knockout in that fight. If, that, if they meet and they get together, it's going to be one of those two shots that's going to be the kill shot.
0: It's funny because I was looking to see, hey, I wonder if Sinisa is watching. But she was working the top rank card, which we're going to talk about later. Uh, But, yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, Sadly, I mean, she's no longer with Golden Boy, but she's now with top rank. So that could have been such an easy fight to make because now uh, Yokasta is with Golden Boy. So luckily, you know what's great about Yokasta? when I looked at it? This is her third fight in a year. Yes. Wow. She is so active. I felt She's
1: like busy. When we just like we just saw her. Like she just fought in uh commerce.
0: She yeah. fought here in commerce yeah. and she and you know, is getting to it. She fought on the Regis card. On mm. the Regis Prograde card. Remember that one? When mm. it was so cold and we we met her. We're like, you you have got a nice booty in your in your bikini. Like <laughs> Ah, yeah, I mean the girl. You, they are stepping it up. Did you see her weigh-in outfit this time? Ooh, sexy! It was beautiful. It was, you know me. I love sparkles and glitters, but it was, it was, it was gorgeous, girl. If I had those rocking bodies, I'd just wear pasties.
1: Ah! Okay, so okay then. You know, since we're gonna go down this uh, lane, if you could, <laughs> if you could get your ring outfit together, what would you, what do you think your
0: ring walk, what would your weigh-in outfit look like? Like like you would want, you, want you, you do? really want to know if my body bang banging? I'd be straight up. You know what, girls? If you're gonna steal my idea, I I expect a cut or say idea from Cynthia. I'd wear <laughs> straight up black tape. That black tape bathing. Ooh, ooh, ooh attention, ooh, to Ebony oh. Bridges. I'm gonna send you that idea because she'll be fighting very soon in uh, December. That's a whole other topic we're gonna get to talk about because just the way in outfits is a whole is a whole show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would do a I would do a black with uh, black glitter or black uh, uh, rhinestones all around or, yeah.
1: Ooh, I love that. I feel like I would go straight, ah, like straight to the motherland. Like if I was doing like a weigh-in outfit, like it'd have to be like some zebra print or some cheetah print, like extra protection in the boob area. (laughs) But, you know, I would do like maybe... um, like who wears that kind of thing? I like how um, Maricela Cornejo wears the the bathing suit with the very high kind yeah. of high yeah. cut like that. I feel like I would do that kind of a vibe with the t- with the. This is a grown-up show with titties, grown and, you know, and the, and the and the V and the V kind of action for the hips and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you. Yeah. Our audience is ninety percent male. You know, you love this
0: conversation. Yeah, they'd be like, "Oh yes, I'm gonna put it in the suggestion box." Mm-hmm. If you gonna, out there yeah. are an Adobe Photoshop expert,
1: like hook our outfits up for us and make us like a, a little thing on like Photoshop of uh, our inspiration. Oh my
0: God. Yeah. Send it to us. I, w- I would love to see it. And whoever, Giandra and I will pick the winners and we will totally post it on all our socials and we'll show. I and we could send gonna... them something. We have yeah. like Canelo swag. We could send somebody. Yeah. Yes, else. I we do. If
1: you make it for us, we're going to send you some Canelo swag.
0: So we have the what are these called again, but uh, if there's a word for it. I just uh, beer co- cozy koozie koozies, yeah, beer Cozy. Mm-hmm. We have the VMC hat. I have uh-huh. two of them, and I have a shirt. I have two shirts. The VMC. I haven't opened it, so you know. Um, and as if you guys don't know, we went viral with Canelo. So why we have so much Canelo stuff? Because a he loves us, and mm-hmm. b uh, we want to share. We have it with bags you guys. too. We have a, a Canelo bag. From his last fight, who did he fight? Was it Gennady? I think it was the Beval fight. The Bebo fight, mm-hmm. and uh, those were those are nice bags. Yes, they are. Yeah. I have, I have them downstairs. We've got stuff. We got stuff. You guys just have to tweet at us and pay attention to the show because whoever does it, we we're always on socials and we listen to you guys. We love to give stuff out, but you have to talk to us. Mm-hmm. we and talk if to each, each other up, all the time if you,
1: if you made it to this part in the show then you've seen this segment so if you hook it up we will send you some canelo swag to the one we like best and we will post it on our social so,
0: no, so and no and no stick figures okay <laughs>
1: no don't just take like a, a a a damn like picture and just do AI. it and put it on us like that like do hook AI. it up
0: yeah Google AI and you know use some Chat GPT and all that stuff. Okay, well that so we'll we'll round okay. kids. Well that was I love how our little tangent. That's fun. Um, so yeah, so that is going to be um, hopefully the next fight sometime probably this year probably the uh, not the, this year probably sometime next year. Julissa Guzman versus Rama Ali was the first fight since it was in the UK and that was in the beautiful Monaco at Casino Monte Carlo. I, I mean mm. James Bond. Everyone was wearing tuxedos. Girl, I'd be dripping in diamonds, like Marilyn Monroe's diamonds.
1: That would be so hot. Let let us go to the fight in Monte Carlo. Maybe I would have on some feathers and sequins and the whole
0: nine. Right, uh, I don't care. It's just, it's it, it. was such a beautiful background, but we're really interested in the rematch against Julissa Guzman versus Ramla Ali. In Ooh. the last fight, Ramla Ali got knocked out. She was knocked down and knocked out, and she took the WBA International Super Bantamweight title. She claimed it was a vacant title, so now Ramla had to come back and prove what exactly happened. And she said it in her in her post press uh, post fight interview, which I'll get to, but. Uh she looked amazing. Ramla Ali boxed. Uh, she counterpunched. She did. She looked the opposite from what she looked like in her first fight. Julissa mm. was a very good, aggressive Mexican warrior. So when you fight a Mexican, they're coming and to just brawl and just throw, f- throw punches from all angles. So you do not breathe. And this time she was able to keep her distance, fight her own fight. And Julissa... Was like wait a minute this is not the same fighter
1: i'm very happy for her that she got that redemption i wonder what the biggest difference was you know i'd be very interested in speaking with her and and asking her what she thought was the biggest difference between her the previous fight and this fight because it sounds like she was a totally different fighter
0: in the ring so what she said i don't know if you caught it in her post interview she said because i'm sorry get you guys thank you you know this was a great fight but i started my period And I'm exhausted. And remember Alicia Baumgartner said that when she won her undisputed, you guys, it happens. Women have periods. It it, it happens. It's real. We do have it. And so she was exhausted this fight, but she really pushed through. And what she said in her last fight, her performance, something happened where she, from the very first round, her legs were jelly and Mm. even Manny noticed it and she couldn't shake it out. And, um, she goes, that's why I was clinching so much. She's like, I couldn't move. I was frozen. I just didn't know what to do. And I don't know what that was. If she got punched a certain way or I'm not sure she doesn't know, but she was like, you know, th- that's my excuse. But she was able to redeem herself with a victorious win, a unanimous decision. A lot of people said it was a very close fight. It. I thought it was. Some people thought Julissa won. Some people were like, "No, I don't think the, you know Ramla won." But I, I personally thought she edged it out by boxing. Uh, it was a clear victory by seeing you know she was able to miss the punches, make her make Julissa miss and pay, and that was mm. that was the deciding factor for me. But I love Ramla. Um, you know, eventually we'll get her on the show.
1: We will get her. We are working hard, and now as a matchroom fighter, it is. What what are the next steps going to be for her, and where can she go? As some of you may know, Cynthia and I are on the committee for the women's rankings for Ring Magazine, and so we have these extensive conversations. I know there's probably a hot one in our email right now. Where does Ramla go after this? Jalisa Guzman was ranked number four by Ring. She has now lost to Ramla Lee. So, what does that do for? For Ramla's ranking, well, at least within the ring rankings, we can't speak to the other sanctioning bodies. They're gonna do whatever they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. But we're having a, our discussion and, you know, next fight step. She's over at Matchroom. She's only one weight class up. Maybe an Ebony Bridges fight in the mm-hmm. future. Who's at Bantam? She's a Super Ebony. Uh, I don't think she's going up in weight. She's so petite. I doubt she's going up to a higher
0: weight class, but she probably could go down. You know it's so weird? Ramla is five seven like really? and Ebony is 52 if I won but she's yeah, just, Ebony is a teeny you know she's just voluptuous and just more muscular so mm-hmm. i had to look at her height because a she is a model as everyone knows she's done campaigns for Dior and and you know many many high end campaigns but uh, she's strong so it's it's interesting that she's 122 but she's 34 years old so she's not getting any younger um mm-hmm. i do i'm curious to see what her path is because I don't know if Ebony and her would ever fight because of the th- the thought Ebony is a title holder. Uh, she's fighting Avril Mathy in December mm-hmm. and she's even talked about I saw an interview she wants to do the Courtney Shan Courtney rematch. Mm-hmm. Yeah because that was uh she did lose to her and uh that and that's when she had that big bulging eyeball. Yum. That's when you know girls can punch.
1: Uh, Man, those little, yeah, those smaller weight classes are, uh, for the women, they are rumbling. They are rumbling. Just smaller weight classes in general. You know, I, I have so much, uh, like, uh, smaller weight classes get overlooked just because of the sizes. Everyone loves heavyweights and welters and supers and all of those things. But it's those smaller weight class that are throwing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of punches and are rumbling throughout the match.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it goes to when we talked about Amanda Serrano and when she did the 12 rounds, three minutes, how many punches they threw. Like I said, when we talk about it, it's a it's still a hot topic. It will always be a hot topic. Will they have a better knockout ratio if the rounds are longer and if Mm -hmm. there are more rounds? I don't know. But for sure, we saw Amanda throwing that her and her part or her opponent threw well over 2400 punches, which is unheard of.
1: If we go into the if we go to this whole uh if all of the women start to lean into the 3 minute rounds if you had to make a prediction who do you think among all the women no matter which weight class who do you think would score a knockout win first what from the highest shadeja green at 168 in the 168 division where Franchon lives to minimum weight where Senisa and Marlene and all of the smaller women are who do you think has the potential
0: to, to get the KO first, like a
1: like a kill shot.
0: I saw Jelena, she's a part of Tyson Fury's team. And it was really interesting because Supreme Boxing, shout out to Nancy Rodriguez. Hey, Nancy. She posted a thing that said, women don't need three minutes, 12 rounds to score a knockout. And Jelena, she was a former world champion, one of the longest reigning champions. I, I can't remember what division, but she knocked the girl out cold. Mm. So I think, I, I mean, I think, for women, it's to each their own. I just don't know the way that they train. Will they be able to keep the pace? It's very different. Like, you yeah. said, like we said, Amanda said her toenails were falling off. She was running a lot. <sighs> she had a love-hate relationship with the, the the track. And so, you know, for women to keep up that pace, it's very different. But mm-hmm. hey, if they, if all, if if the women are on board and the sanctioning bodies are on board, hopefully WBC maybe gets on board, then we'll see. But as of right now, we shall see. We shall For sure. Be. For sure. Uh, and then the last fight of the night, uh, top rank, they fought in uh Lake Tahoe in a new arena. Mm-hmm. And and the headliner was FA Jagba. He fought Goodall. I don't remember yes. his first name. But we I even text you, I go, This is gonna be a really nasty knockout like these two. But mm-hmm. it just Fell flat. Goodall just had no feet. Like you said, he had no head movement. It was lackluster. But hey, he went in there and FA did his job. What did you think of his performance?
1: Well, for one, we're glad that we actually got a fight and dude didn't run as soon as had uh, the ring went. That you know, that's always a fear with of Jabba. Or is getting hit in the balls, or getting hit in the balls. Like, come on, let the man have like a regular fight and just whip ass the old fashioned way. But again, another great ring walk. He had like um Look like an afrobeats artist with him that walked into the ring. Love that. Nigeria stand up. 23 of me said I'm 18% Nigeria. Okay, Niger. Niger Nation, let's stand up. But other than that, I did like his performance. This is probably like technically the most sound, but this is the most we've ever got a chance to see him go over the course of rounds. He looked really good, really sharp, really precise. And I, I I liked his performance out there. Goodall was the perfect stylistically for him because he just had his head on the line. All I saw was forward and back. No yeah. no this no that. Yeah, I said he's beat. he's just setting. He want to get knocked out clear. Yeah.
0: It was. It was. I was. I was a little worried he was going to get knocked out, but luckily, um, the the ref stopped it. Tony Weeks and people were like, "Why would Tony Weeks stop it when he stopped? He didn't stop that one fight with Bivol. I mean, not bad Badu when it was all bloody when he had a big mm-hmm. old cut. Uh, but I. Some people thought it was a premature stoppage, but th- what Goodall wasn't doing anything, and th- it was better save him for at another all. fight. Uh, not at was, all for Goodall. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. I like that good tagline. Sorry, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, uh, i'm here all week
0: you know what was my favorite well my favorite part uh, in the post interview you know mark kriegel is obviously trying to get who are you gonna fight because uh big bang jang was in the audience and big bang jang actually mm-hmm. predicted fourth round knockout fourth round oh, he TKO. Okay. yeah he said it that would be a good fight <laughs> i would like to see it and when when mark said who's next and he's like i don't understand and he tells his coach <laughs> Uh, K, uh, what Gro- uh K, Co- what do you say? He said, Who do you want next? It was from English to English. <laughs> that was
1: so funny. Thank you for saying that. I don't understand. What did he say? He <laughs> said, Who you want? You said earlier that you want to fight that. I'm like, Are we translating English to English now? What's going on with Mark tonight? <laughs> so
0: funny. I was like, Oh, I'm I could I'm like, oh wait, Kate Croman knows like Nigerian, whatever that language. And like and then he said, who you want? By? I'm like, hey. <laughs> <That> <laughs> Clearly
1: funny. they were having them a good they were having them a good time in Lake Tahoe. Mark Kriegel was all over the place. Shout out to Mark. Sorry, Mark, no disrespect, but you know, he was kind of all over the place uh, on the broadcast. I don't presume to be able to do it better than you, but she was all kind of all over
0: the place. Tim Bradley was on one.
1: Wow, Tim was. Oh, what uh, what was the kid's name? Who was that, that Tim kept saying was gonna be Keyshawn's ass?
0: Oh, oh, um Murataya.
1: Murataya. So uh the, the the guys were having them a good time in Lake Tahoe. They were all over the place. Mark Kriegel, he was having you a good <laughs> a good time in Lake Tahoe, apparently. And um Tim Bradley, wow. Damn the company man thing. He said that Keyshawn, who is a staple of theirs, is going to get beat by Young Matthew But on uh, Wow. He was just very she kept saying it over and over and over. And he he knew it was crazy because he's like, you know, I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna piss a lot of people off with this. And it was so startling the way he said it that Bernardo was like, you could hear Bernardo kind of low-key gasp, like, ooh. Keyshawn's suspended right now. And he just kept and he just kept on with the, I'm telling you, that's the man that's gonna beat Keyshawn. That's the man that's gonna be Keyshawn. Keyshawn, did you piss Tim Bradley off? Good lord.
0: Did you see? So I watched the state of boxing after and I tweeted it out that even Tim Bradley, when they're talking about Raymond Murataya, he is uh he is the next force to be reckoned with in the 135-pound division. When he asked, Who do you want next? It's like I want Devin Haney. Well, Devin Haney is. You know, it's moving on up. But what Tim Bradley said, he goes, "If Murataya fought Devin Haney, I put my money on Raymond Murataya to beat Devin Haney." I was like, "Damn!" And so when someone said, "No," I think he said Keyshawn Davis. I said, "No." He said this on State of Boxing after the show. So Tim Bradley mm-hmm. was just having a good one. And you know what? He's he's had some very good predictions. He knows boxing. Whether I'm right yeah. or wrong, but morataya is he just was a complete fighter i i can't wait to see who he fights next and he's part of the the garcia boxing stable shout out to
1: robert garcia it's good to hear his name in the mix i've always liked robert garcia a lot. He's a cool guy. We got to definitely get him on the show. So if you're watching, tag mm-hmm. him um
0: and tell him we want him to come on the Our show. next guest that we're going to be bringing on is Callum Walsh, a knockout artist, and he's going to be fighting in the mecca of boxing for Tom Loeffler's 360 promotions. This is huge. Tom Loeffler, wow. Hollywood Fight Nights. I opened that show when it was at it, 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 the club in Hollywood and then COVID happened and then... You know, I had no job left, but oh. no, I'm so happy to see that he is backed by not the one and only Dana White. And he's on UFC Fight Pass for this show to be on this uh, on this uh, platform. I think it's great. You get the celebrities, you get everything. And uh, Callum Walsh is fun. He's a fun guy to talk to. And, you know, he has Freddie Roach in his corner. So he's got he's got you know what, is, what would you call the th- not threesome but trifecta mm-hmm. yeah that yeah mm-hmm. so <laughs> it's a perfect recipe so we're going to be talking to him stay tuned one all right Giandra well we've had him before when uh he was making I think what his seventh fight I don't remember but now Callum we got Callum Walsh we've mentioned this before you're under Tom Loeffler and whenever Tom Loeffler Really nurtures a fighter. You've seen big things. You've seen Klitschko, Brothers, you've seen Gennady, and now he has you. Kalamash, uh, how excited are you? You are headlining the theater at MSG
2: in New York City. I'm I'm very excited. You know, I'm very grateful to be able to do this um, so early in my career. I'm only 22 years old, and I'm already headlining the theater at Madison Square Garden, so I can only imagine, um, like you said, what plans Tom Loeffler has for me in the future. You know, He's done great things, so... I can only imagine what he's going to do with some young Irish fighter like me.
1: One of the more exciting elements of it, too, is there's a huge Irish population in New York. They super represent. I've come out for, like, the Irish parade, and, like, it's a really, really big deal, like a little second homecoming. Is New York, like, the second home of of, of Irish people? Are the most Irish people there out in the United States? Do you know?
2: Yeah, definitely. There is a big uh, Irish population out in New York. You know, I was out there a couple of weeks ago, and, and nearly every single street there was an Irish bar. So I'm I'm looking forward to to a big Irish crowd um showing up and i'm looking forward to putting on a big show out there for them
0: this is uh your ninth professional bout and you're going in like you said as a headliner uh it's dreams are for a fighter would always want to be the headliner of msg and you get to do it uh, this is your second defense for your wbc u.s silver title the man that wants to take it from you you're going into his backyard ismael villarreal uh he's 13 and one with nine knockouts but you're 8-0 and zero with 7 knockouts, so all of your wins have come way of knockout. I know early on in your career, we always say, are you going to go for the knockout? But are you ready to go all 10 rounds?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm always trying to get the knockout. I'm always trying to finish the fights, but if I have to go 10 rounds, I can go 10 rounds. You know, I'm, I'm here sparring at the wildcard. Mm-hmm. I spar 10 rounds all the time with top-level fighters. So I know if it comes down to it, I, I can do it, but I will be going in there. Like you said, to his, his backyard, and I'm going to be going in there and try to make a big statement and try to prove a point that I'm coming in there and, and I'm, I'm there to stay.
1: By being a, a permanent fixture at the Wild Car, what do you think is the biggest difference now from going in there now and now entering your ninth fight and just kind of like the energy around you in the gym? What is it like when you're amongst your your peers there at the Wild Car?
2: Yeah, it's a, big, um, it's a big confidence booster. You know, training at the Wild Car, you could train with absolutely anybody. You know, there's a lot of world champions coming through there all the time. Anybody could show up there for, for training and just to, to be learning from someone like Freddie Roach. Amanda has had 40 something world champions and has so much knowledge in the, in, the, in the pro game. And like I've come from a big amateur background. So being able to mix my amateur style with Freddie's pro style, I think it's the the perfect mixture.
1: You're there with Freddie, is there anybody who's come through the wild card? Does he ever say, you know, you remind me of so-and-so when he was your age? Does he, like, liken you to anybody in terms, not necessarily just style, but personality, work ethic, like he, does he say you remind
2: me of so-and-so? I'm not sure, I can't really remember, but I just know every day I go in there, I try to work as hard as I can, and I just try to be me, you know, I'm not trying to be like anybody else, I'm just trying to be the The best version of myself.
0: I know that uh, when you first came from Ireland, it was during uh, COVID and you just said you needed a change and you came over to Wildcard. Why did you specifically choose Wildcard to go show off your skills and hopefully Freddie Roach would uh, notice you?
2: Yeah, when I was like uh, about 15, I came to LA and I I actually went to the Wildcard and I bought a t-shirt from there and I met with Freddie and I always knew if I was going to come back and train, I I would go and try to get Freddie to train me. And yeah, I came back when I was 20 years old and uh, now I'm 22 and I'm 8 and old with Freddie, so it's
0: good. What was the first thing Freddie saw or said to you when you were hitting the bag or when you were actually you had to spar the day that um, you were trying to get him to really notice you?
2: Yeah, So the first day I showed up, um, I wanted to just train, but Freddie told me I had to spar on my first day. So I sparred, and um, he just told me I could come back the next day. And that's what I've been doing ever since, just kept coming back.
1: From the first time we've met you, your life is is changing rapidly. Still the same hardworking guy, but now you've got... Dana White in the mix, and he's coming to the fights, we're going to the garden. What do you reflect on in, in your quiet moments, how the journey is in for you thus far ahead, Or Do you take the time to even think about the road so far?
2: Yeah, I'm enjoying every minute of it, um, but I feel like, you know, it just feels like a dream. You know, everything happens so fast and everything, the amount of stuff that is happening, it just, at times it doesn't feel real when I sit back and think about it. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to just enjoy every moment, and um, and that's one thing I want to take from my career is just enjoy it. and like a lot of things like you said are changing in my life, but I I don't want uh, myself to change. I always want to be me and just just enjoy. It. And when I look back on it and and think it was it was a crazy career and it was it was fun, but at least I enjoyed it. You know, no matter what happens, I just want to. While I'm so young, I want to take this time to just enjoy what's happening.
0: We've interviewed many fighters, and I've interviewed Freddie. I think it was during the Spence Crawford fight. I go, where would Errol Spence go from here if he lost? He goes, I know a kid who he can fight. He's an a tough Irish kid, and he's talking about you. Has that has that ever crossed your mind? Because they are moving up to 154 in your division. Is he
2: one of the names on your hit list? Uh, to be honest, like I don't have a hit list. You know, I'm just I'm just taking one fight by a time. Um I know Tom and like I don't I don't ask who my opponents are I don't I don't they don't tell me I just show up and fight so if they told me I was going to fight them, I'm, I'm going to be there and I'm going to show up and fight so it doesn't matter to me really who I fight anybody and they know they know the level I'm at they know I'm ready for anything so whoever they put in front of me I'll show up and fight.
0: Giandra, he's the real fighting man, right there. He's A fight the man. fighting
1: man. <laughs> I like when Tyson Fury's dad says that. A fighting man, real fighting man. It cracks me up. Now, uh, you know, as you continue to your focus, you're young. You you are walking the path, but as the star rises, more things come into factor. Things you have to think about. Your future, your pacing, your body, all those kinds of. Things have you reached a, a point now where it's be starting to turn into more about business than the fun, even though you are enjoying the experience?
2: No, not yet. I think, I think I'm think i still enjoying it, you know. I'm still taking it fight by fight and, and seeing what happens. Uh, mm-mm. listen, this I don't think it's ever going to be about business to me, you know. Like, I know there's people that will. Handle the business for me, and obviously, once I get a bit older and start making more money, then I can make uh, some some business moves. But for right now, I'm just uh, I'm just fighting and enjoying it while I'm young. I just I just keep enjoying it.
1: What kind of business moves do you want to make? Like, are you what what, what do you like? Are you a, a jewelry guy? You like nice clothes, nice cars? Like you know, we like to manifest here. So you know what kind of what kind of money are you trying to touch outside of boxing? Cars, jewelry, like what kind of sponsor personally, like?
2: Yeah, no, I'd like to just have simple things. You know, I'd like to just have a nice house, nice car, and just and money in my pocket, and not have to not have to worry about anything. You know, just be able to just do whatever I want, whenever I want. People
0: may or may not know, but. Uh, Dana White has taken a huge liking to you. He's one of the partners. That's why your fight is on UFC Fight Pass. Congratulations! Uh, and I see Howlerhead behind you, and um, you know these are these are powerhouse people behind you. They're not just up and, up and coming promoters. You have Dana White of UFC. You have Tom Lawler. Uh, you have Freddie Roach. So many fighters are in awe and they're very jealous of you because. You just came out of kind of nowhere and you're being groomed very, very well, but at a very quick pace. Where even Dana White says, I love how Tom Loeffler uh, does his fight, his club fights, and how he moves his fighters. And I love Callum. he's the real deal. Like He knocks people out. You're here at the UFC. You're going to Power Slab. You got to meet Conor McGregor, who even knew who you were. Now, what was the advice, or what, what what did he tell you when you first met him?
2: When I first met Dana, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, I met Dana on my 21st birthday. My 21st birthday, I went down to Vegas to, to meet with Dana. Um, and we talked. And uh we've just been we've just been friends ever since and um you now he's he's involved in my career and he's he's given me a lot of good advice and having like somebody like dana white that doesn't get involved with boxing like to come for him to come in and 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 help promote my career it's massive you know it's never been done before and obviously i'm very um appreciative of dana for everything that he's doing for me and obviously the whole head sponsor is uh is a nice touch too you know to to get paid for that, as well is nice. But um, yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. I love, you know, I'm a massive UFC fan, so I love going to the UFC events, the power slap. I like going to it all. So yeah, having Dana White is um, is very good.
0: Do you think you'd ever ask Conor McGregor to walk you out? He walked out. Michael Conlon.
2: Yeah, I know. I just got, I just got um, a sponsorship from actually McGregor's uh, beer as well, the Fortier Stout. So that's a that's a sponsor I have now too. So maybe yeah, we could do something with McGregor in the future. What's his beer called? Conor McGregor, you know, you you
0: have uh, you Emmy Bridges, you have Callum Walsh. You could have the Best Women's Boxing Show, period, as a sponsor. <laughs> you could sponsor us. Lots
1: of, of wonderfully talented people have come from Ireland. But just like now, it seems like in the last 10 years, it, it's reaching like another level you've got. Connor, you've got yourself, you've got Becky Lynch and, and Finn Balor and WWE, you've got all these, Katie Taylor, all these magnificent people that are, are coming to Ireland. What's something about the Irish people that we, non Irish people, should know that really in the heart and what makes Irish people who they are?
2: Yeah, no, everybody knows that Irish people are known for fighting. Like the fighting Irish is a, is, a, is a massive thing, and we do genuinely love it. You know, we all, that's the thing about like McGregor and, and Katie Taylor, they all got the massive support from the Irish because we always support our own you know anytime someone there's a there's a big fighter coming up the Irish show up every time and, and we support our own and we want to see each other do well and like Irish are known for being tough and being good fighters and um, that's what I'm trying to prove you know that we are some of the best fighters in the world and I want to take it to that level the same as McGregor and Katie Taylor and the rest of them I want to be one of those household names back home.
0: You just mentioned Katie Taylor. She's going to be fighting Chantelle Cameron. Katie Taylor, she suffered her first loss against Chantelle Cameron, but she went up in weight. what do you see? How do you see that fight play, uh, playing out? Do you do you, do you give Katie Taylor a, a chance? Because every it's a puncher's chance. How do you see that fight
2: playing out? I know, every every fight there's always a chance. You know, like you could be beaten. Like even for my fights when I go in, I always know that there's a chance. Like I could lose. You no, know? there's a chance you could get caught with a punch and, and get knocked out. But I know Katie Taylor. You know, she's been around a long time. She's had a lot of fights. And I know that she's obviously learned a lot from that fight. And the second fight will, will be a lot different. You know, I feel like she's going to, she's a very hardworking person. So I presume she's going to go and work out and come back and try to get that get that back.
1: Are you a connoisseur of like vintage fights? Do you ever watch any older matchups, old fights right now that inspire you or, or, or give you just motivation? Are there any old fights that you like more than like old matchups? From any era that you like to watch kind of regularly,
2: not really no I don't really watch fights to be honest i I watch a lot of UFC fights, but boxing I never really watched a lot of boxing i just I've just been boxing since I was six years old It's it's all I knew to do you know I just go to the gym and train and fight my whole life, so I've never really watched anybody and tried to be like anyone. I always just done my own thing and just like just made my own style really.
1: What does watching UFC fights do for you as a fighter? Are there things that you see in those type of matchups that you think, oh, you know, with a little fine tune, that could be a little slick or that could be a little, you know, like a nice little cute move that I can throw into my repertoire that's still within the boxing rules?
2: Yeah, definitely. No, I like to watch the UFC because there's always good fights, you know, the best fight, the best, and they don't care whether they win or lose. It's just, they're always putting on good fights and I like to learn new things too, you know. I've been I've been boxing since I was six and once you do the same thing your whole life it's uh it starts to get a bit boring. So I like to I like to mix in some MMA training with with the stuff that I do, just keep it keep it exciting or keep training fun and, and I'm always learning new things and that's 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 why I like it so much. Do you
0: think you'd ever go fight in the octagon one day, since you you do love MMA and you train it? Do you think you'd ever wanna do a crossover fight like a lot of these other fighters have been doing
2: uh yeah i I could see myself definitely um getting into into the ufc 100 percent, especially with the the relationship i have with dana um i'm only 22 years old too you know i still have a long time to to learn and and train more but i definitely right now boxing is my my main priority i want to win as much as i can in boxing and and make my money and then see what happens after that what
1: has been the best ufc fight this year that you either went to or that you watched on TV? like just match up with because there's been some good ones
2: yeah I, i was at um I've been, to, I've been to a lot of them this year. I've, I've, I've probably been to every every UFC event nearly this year, but I was at one in Boston, the the Sean O'Malley fight, and that was probably the best atmosphere I've seen when Sean O'Malley knocked out Aldro. That was like, the crowd was going crazy out in Boston. That was probably the best atmosphere that I felt at, at a fight this year.
0: Sean O'Malley is calling out Tank Davis. <laughs> if that fight ever happened hypothetically how would that fight end
2: you know the thing is you, you just don't know because you have seen Francis and just fought Tyson mm-hmm. Fiore yeah mm-hmm. and it was a it was a lot different to what people thought you know nobody gave the mma fighter a chance and and it, it was a close enough fight so these these things you just don't know like the mma fighters can be very awkward you know it's a very different style to what boxers are used to train him for but, but I, I would probably say Devontae davis <laughs> like if it was I would, I would pick. They're going to revoke
1: your Irish card. They're going to take your Irish card back for saying that.
2: (laughs) You
0: think um, eventually since uh, Boston is probably one of the largest populations of Irish uh, people, you think you'd ever want to have a big fight in Ireland?
2: Yeah, definitely. I want, I want to go home and I want to put on a big show out there for, for my own people. You know, I want to, I want to get back there and, and, and do something big. I know, See, the thing about Tom and Dana is they're not going to do anything small. You know, It's not going to be – they're not going to go back there just for the sake of going back there. It's going to be – when I go back there, it'll be either a title fight or it'll be something big and and we'll put on a a big show out there. Uh,
1: As you know, we are closing here in the United States uh, into the holiday season. It's almost time for Thanksgiving, a very American holiday. But you are here and you bring your Irish traditions with you. So I want to know if we're going to make the shepherd's pie this year – for Thanksgiving instead of regular mashed potatoes. How do we get the mashed potatoes to stay nice and light to stay on top of the shepherd the like the meaty part of the shepherd's pie? Like what's the key to making the Irish food correctly? Because I like to cook and you get to eat because your fight's gonna be soon.
2: Yeah, usually I just cook like the, the meat and stuff and put it all in the in the pot and then um just mash the potatoes. Cook the potatoes, obviously steam them, mash them up, just layer them on top and put it in the oven. Normally it just stays on fine. Put a bit of cheese what else
1: it. else you know how to cook because we coming over for
2: dinner <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I can cook a lot of stuff i'm actually i'm actually good enough at cooking to be fair just, uh, like I, a- just a couple of weeks ago though i nearly um i was in the kitchen and i was cutting the potatoes actually making shepherd's pie and i cut my finger and i had to get four stitches right here across my <gasps> finger, and i haven't been allowed to uh, cook for the rest of the camp so <laughs> <laughs> after the fight i'll be allowed to cook again oh my um, god
0: okay i don't know
1: we might have to edit that Tom might kill
2: us
0: (laughs) 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 well we can't wait to see you i mean that would be honestly you need to hit up uh conor mcgregor say come walk me out one day um i saw the the reception that you had in boston on your social media They, they had that punching machine You hit, you hit really hard and the people that were trying to win money and the crowd that came out, uh, came out for you. It is like, they came out in droves and that was just in the gym. So you, you are making some noise, huge noise and people are on, they're watching you. They, and especially they want to fight you because they want to be able to knock you out. They want to be able to give you your first, but you got to get through Ismael Villarreal and uh, we can't wait. So best of luck to you.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks very much. For sure. And keep
1: us in mind, you know, for the victory parade, I will bring the Guinness and uh you make the uh the no, you can't okay?
0: bring no no Guinness, the forged. Oh stout. my bad, my bad. We're just kidding. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> just kidding. You bring you bring the what's it called again? What kind of forged stout? Forged stout. Okay, you bring the forged out. I'm gonna bring I'm gonna make the shepherd's pie and uh Cynthia gonna bring something. Something she what <laughs> you gonna bring?
0: I'll bring fish and chips. I don't know. <laughs> there's a really good Irish bar, right? like There's a lot of them in by MSG, but there's one like directly across my old stomping ground and the food and everything is amazing. So you go enjoy. You guys tune in to UFC Fight Pass, November 9th. You are, you see King Callum Walsh, he's taking on Ismail Villariel, promoted by Tom Loeffler's 360 Promotions. You guys tune in because he, he loves to do knockouts and you you do big things. Well, quick question. Who are the big uh, celebrities that are coming out? Because you bring out like Halle Berry. You bring <laughs> out some stars. You really do. Do you know anyone that's uh, coming out, especially in New York City?
2: I know Dana's going to be there. And to be honest, I, but the thing is with these shows, anybody could show up. So I have no idea, but I know it's going to be a packed house and probably a lot of celebrities there to, to see the fight. But Denver. I haven't heard of it yet. Yeah. Do you ever, awesome.
0: sometimes when you're in the ring, you're like, oh my God, Hallie Berry's here to watch me, or, or do you <laughs> kind of get nervous or in awe, or even after the fight?
2: Yeah, after the fight, but when, when I'm in the ring, you know, I know I have one job to do. It doesn't matter, yeah. it doesn't matter who's there, I don't think about it, I just you know I have one job to do, and that's win the fight, and after, yeah, I'll enjoy it, and I'll, I'll think about it after, yeah.
1: I know your friends are loving this chapter of your career, boy. No new friends, Only the, no only the friends. old friends
0: can come. Well, make sure you guys tune in to Callum Wall. She's going to be fighting in the mecca of boxing in New York City. 360 promotions promoted by Tom Loeffler and on, also on UFC Fight Pass. Best of luck to you, Callum. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.
2: Appreciate it.
1: Congratulations to Tom on his uh, next wonderkind You know, I, I'm sure he will have a great performance at Madison Square Garden. But Tom is a great testament to you don't need a gajillion fighters. You just have to have those ones that eye for it and move your fighter along, and you can give them that individualized attention, and you can build them and take a risk. I feel like there's not enough risk taking on these young fighters, and they just kind of throw in
0: however, but don't cultivate the other things they want. Plenty. But Tom Good. They, they want, want payday. They want payday. They want money. And you know, he, you look at what he did with Gennady's career. He, Gennady took less money to fight fights and he fought most of his fights outside of California or outside of the States to build his name. Then he comes in and he gets mm-hmm. the biggest fights and he proved himself that he was the man at the time. So, uh, I'm, I cannot wait to see what he has with calm Walsh. So yeah, no, I completely agree okay. with you. Uh, these fighters, Um, If you have the right promoter, they move you the right way and they just don't rush you into fights and you fighters, you have to understand you are not worth a million dollars if you don't have that many fights. Stop it. Fight for legacy. Stop fighting for paychecks. Money will come just like Oscar De La Hoya tweeted. The money will come. So take it from the from from the legends themselves. The money will always come, but uh, Giandra, another good show. We cannot wait to see Callum Walsh in the ring. Uh, I predict a knockout. Don't like to predict, not well. I do predict knockout. I do too. It will. <laughs> I do too. And I think I think be a Callum's about to put one. it on for the garden. Heck yeah! All what?
1: those Irish people are going to turn out. He's gonna, they're going to put it on. They're going to put it on for Ireland.
0: They are going to be. Drunk off Forged Stout, shout out to Connor McGregor's uh, beer. And so mm-hmm. um, Howler send Head, us some beer. shout out to Dana White's uh, Howler Head. Yeah, you can send us some. Send us. To be headlining at this age, at this stage of his career is huge. Uh, make sure you guys tune in November 9th, thir- this Thursday, UFC Fight Pass, where Callum Walsh takes on Ismael Villareal in his own backyard. So We can't wait. Knockouts. We love knockouts, especially at the Garden. All right, Giandra, another one in the can for us. I can't wait to see who wins. And I'll see you at the next. uh, Well, we'll see you. I'll see you. And boo-boos.
1: Yeah, we're going to be together, reunited. And it feels so good.
0: Good. We don't know if we're going to do a live stream, but if we do, make sure you tune in because uh, we're always a good time. Don't forget yes. your chalice.
1: Oh, yeah. And don't forget to send us our Photoshop pictures of us in our ring walk here. Because you might win some Canelo swag.
0: Yeah, you never know. You will get some stuff. All right, Giandra. Another one in the can. I'm Cynthia Conte. And
1: I'm Giandra LaBeouf.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show. Period. See you guys at the bikes. Bye guys. <laughs>